Welcome to an explanation of the faith as it accompanies Luther's small catechism. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Question 103. Why does the Creed follow the Ten Commandments? The commandments are written on the hearts of all people by virtue of their creation. They reveal our sin and prepare us to receive the gifts of salvation confessed in the Creed. The commandments teach us what we ought to do, but the Creed tells us what God does for us and gives to us. Romans 2.15 They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Romans 3, verses 19 and 21 and 22. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. But now, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Question 104. What is the Creed? The Creed summarizes all of God's work in creation and human history as taught in the Bible. Question 105. Can we learn about God apart from the Bible? To some extent, we can learn about God as our Creator. Creation witnesses to God, His goodness and His power. The human conscience also witnesses to God and his righteousness. Psalm 19.1 The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Acts 14.17 Yet he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Romans 1 verse 20 For his invisible attributes, namely, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Romans 2 verse 15 They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Note, the witness of creation and the conscience can be called natural revelation, and is distinguished from the special revelation of God in Scripture. Question 106. Then why do we need the Bible, or a summary of the Bible, such as the Creed? Although creation gives witness to its Creator, it does not reveal His identity and name. In some ways, creation gives us the first chapter of the story. The Bible, and its summary in the Creed, gives us the rest of that story. The Bible teaches us to know God more fully, and for our salvation. Question 107. Why does the creed begin with the words, I believe? The English word creed comes from the Latin word credo, I believe. A creed is a statement of faith, a statement of what I believe. To say, 
I believe, is to say what God has done for me. I am convinced that God has made me, redeemed me, and sanctified me. Question 108. How many creeds do we have? The Christian Church has long used three creeds, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasian Creed. We use the Apostles' Creed in the Catechism. Each of the creeds clarifies specific areas of doctrinal controversy and confusion. Question 109. Why do we use the Apostles' Creed in the Catechism? It is the creed commonly used in baptism. It tells us the most important truths about God, who He is and what He has done. God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. The creed's three simple parts, articles, summarize divine work associated with each person, the Father, creation, the Son, redemption, and the Holy Spirit, sanctification. Question 110. What does the word Trinity mean? It means three in one. The Church has used the word Trinity to maintain the Bible's witness that the Father, Son, and Spirit are three distinct persons and are one God. This is the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Question 111. What distinguishes the Father, Son, and the Spirit from one another? A. In their relationship to one another, they are distinguished by their interactions with one another. The Father begets the Son from eternity. The Son is begotten of the Father from eternity. The Holy Spirit from eternity proceeds from the Father and the Son. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 15.26 But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Romans 8 verse 9 You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. b. In their relationship to us, they are distinguished by their works for us. The Scriptures ordinarily speak of the Father as creating us, the Son redeeming us, and the Holy Spirit sanctifying us. Deuteronomy 32 verse 6 Is not he, the Lord, your Father, who created you, who made you and established you? 1 John 1 verse 7 But if we walk in the light, as He, God, is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sins. Galatians 3 verse 5 Does He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law, or by hearing with faith? Question 112 what unites the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as one God? A. In their relationship to one another, the three persons find their unity as one divine being called God. The Father, Son, and Spirit are alike Almighty, alike Creator, alike Redeemer. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4-6 Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. 
and there are varieties of activities, but is the same God who empowers them all in every one. Note, for this reason, we can pray to any of the three persons of the Trinity. b. In their relationship to us, the three persons find their unity in the Father as both the source and goal of their work. Out of love, the Father sends the Son, and together they send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings us to Christ, who in turn shows us the Father's love. Galatians 4, verses 4-6 to But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Read Ephesians 1, verses 1-13, to noting the subject of all the verbs. Note, Trinitarian teaching is often reflected in Christian prayers to the Father, in Jesus' name, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to the explanation of our Christian faith as found in Luther's Small Catechism, brought to you by St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Oviedo, Florida. This podcast is from Luther's Small Catechism with Explanation, copyright 1986-2017, copyright 1986 Concordia Publishing House. Used with permission, all rights reserved. Purchase a print copy of Luther's Small Catechism with Explanation. Please contact CPH at 800-325-3040 or visit them at cph.org.